Hey, 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 folks. How you doing? If you've been tuning in over the last couple of months, you've heard all about the Game Time app, you know, and how it saves you some serious cash on last-minute tickets to sports, concerts, and all types of shows. I love the app when I'm looking for a good concert, you know, trying to find me some good hip-hop out there, whether I be at home or on the road. I'm always looking for good music, and the Game Time app is great for that. But get this. Now, Game Time is hooking you up for the holidays with a $10 credit. Here's what to do. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store. Click on the My Ticket section of the app. Create an account. Then under the Billing section, use the redeem code, The Athletic. Once again, that's The Athletic, all one word, for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money, people. Who doesn't like free money? Credit is only available to the first thousand people who re- who use the redeem code, and it expires at the end of the year. That's December thirty first, twenty nineteen. So make quick moves and score last minute tickets. Happy Friday, maybe not so happy Friday for Kings fans. You know who I am. This is Jason Jones. Sacramento Kings reporter for The Athletic, co-host of The Throne Room Breakdown with my man Kenny Carraway. But this here is your latest edition of Post 82. Kings fall to the Indiana Pacers, 119-105. That drops the Kings to 12-16 on the season, 1-2 on the current road trip. Indiana improves to... 20 and 9. So Indiana's playing great basketball right now. It's going to be a tough matchup for the Kings. And it proved to be, it clearly proved to be one just because with all the score was, I felt like Indiana controlled the tempo, controlled the style of play most of the game. So enough of that. Let me get a little house cleaning, some little house cleaning out the way, just so you know. No Bogdan Bogdanovic. Excuse me, I'm tongue tied right now. But no Bogdan Bogdanovich tonight, sore ankle, no Trevor Ariza, not with the team for personal reasons. So you got to see a couple of people you haven't seen in a while. Well, mainly you got to see uh, Justin James get some runs, some good run. I, he, to me, he continues to be impressive every time he plays. Uh, Dwayne Detman got in late in the blowout, you know, so that's another guy who hadn't played in a while. But we'll get to all that type of stuff, Justin James and whatnot, all that later. First thing I want to jump into is Buddy Heald. Uh, has not been a good stretch of play for Buddy Buckets lately, as some of y'all like to call him. Uh, you know, you can call him Buddy Buckets right now, but right now he's not getting those buckets for you. Uh, Buddy's been, str- uh, last couple of games, struggling. Friday night, 3 of 15 shooting, 1 of 9 from 3. He did have 8 rebounds and 6 assists. But he also had five fouls, and the fifth one was just of the, the, the bad, late-reach, bad decision variety. But, yeah, three of, five, three of 15 shooting, coming off of a game where he had 14 in Charlotte, but most of those points came with the game well-decided out of reach and didn't really affect the outcome of the game because he scored him with, with the Hornets clearly in control. And this is the second game in a row where Buddy struggled. Coincidentally, the same the second game where De'Aaron Fox has been back. De'Aaron's still coming off the bench. De'Aaron was still on a minutes. It's still on a minutes restriction. 
you know, especially with the Kings playing second, playing back-to-back games with a game tomorrow night in, in Memphis. They aren't going to run De'Aaron into the ground yet. So but even even with that said, Buddy has really been struggling in these two games since De'Aaron's returned. 21 points in his combined in those two games after a real solid, efficient game uh, Sunday at, at almost said at Oakland, I'm sorry, <laughs> against the Warriors in San Francisco. So what's going on right now? Could it just be a matter of the adjustment? Could it just be buddies in a slump? Kind of hard to say at this point, especially because the Kings haven't gone back to the, their starting lineup with De'Aaron and Buddy playing together. I'm I'm curious to see how those two will function together now that Buddy had so much time not playing with De'Aaron, you know, having the ball in his hands more, being asked to do more, create more. And I think in the long run, that those stretch of games that Buddy played without De'Aaron will be good for him and the team. But right now, Buddy's got to try to figure this thing out. And what you had before was without De'Aaron, whenever Buddy's struggling, Buddy was going to have plenty ample time to shoot himself back into the game just because he was going to have the ball a lot. But you would have thought the same thing tonight with no Bogdanovich, but Buddy just never got going. And the Kings offensively aren't going to win a lot of games where Buddy is shooting 3 of 15, even if he is getting rebounds and assists. They need more from Buddy than that. And one of the things that I that jumps out to me is free throws. No free throw attempts tonight for Buddy. Buddy's had a few games lately where he does not get to the line. And that's just not a good recipe for the Kings. Just because they, to me, for them to, be, to do well... They need Buddy scoring, and if Buddy's in a slump, Buddy needs to try to get to the line and see the ball go through the hoop. We're just going to break down some of Buddy's last games and his free throw attempts, or the number of free throw attempts, should I say. Since December 4th, when Buddy attempted six free throws, he has played at a grand total of, I'll count off for you, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. In that stretch of games, Buddy Hill has attempted a grand total of two free throws. He's had six games in that eight stretch in that eight game stretch with no free throw attempts. He had just one attempt against the um, excuse me against the Hornets. Take check that not the Hornets. He had one attempt against the Warriors. He had one against Dallas. Outside of that, zero attempts. And to me, for a, a player who scores the way Buddy scores. When he's struggling, you got to try to figure out a way to get him to the line so you can see some shots go down. Maybe that opens things up, but that hasn't happened. And but in the last couple of games, Buddy's struggling. Like I said, three of fifteen, coming off of a game off of a five of thirteen, eight of twenty-eight. His last two games, five of a seventeen from three. It's only a two-game sample, so it's not like you know let's. Let's go into overreaction mode, say what's, quote, what's wrong. But I think it, it should. it is noticeable that these last couple of games, it seems like Buddy is really struggling to find his way on offense. And if the Kings are going to, you know, get themselves, get everything in the right direction, start playing better, start winning some of these games, you need more than 20% from Buddy Hill. And that's a given, I think. So we'll just see, you know, coming up with Memphis can maybe – Maybe Buddy can find himself 
find some offense, find some consistency, maybe get get him some 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 uh, more good looks. Buddy hasn't had a hasn't had horrible looks during the whole, whole time during this stretch, but got to do something to get him going because this team's offense, a lot of it is predicated on the three, and that means Buddy shooting a lot of threes. And if he's going to shoot nine, ten threes a game, got to make more than one or two. So, um, I'm like I said, I've, I've said before, I'm going to give this iteration of the Kings that they work Bagley and Fox back into the to the mix a couple of weeks to try to sort these things out. I'm not going to overreact to what we've seen so far. Some of you might overreact, I understand, but there's to me this is not the time to overreact. I think you've got plenty of time to kind of start to figure this out, get this thing going, and then, you know, you play Friday, and then, lo and behold, you get to see the Rockets on Monday, so, whew, but let's not get too ahead of ourselves, and, like I said, my main point is, Buddy's struggling, let's see what Luke Walton and the staff and Buddy's teammates can do to try to get him going, and to, to keep his, to get his, to get his offense going, should I say, just because, to get eight rebounds and six assists is actually, to me, a sign of growth for Buddy. I think maybe a year or two ago, we would have complained that Buddy um, was missing shots and didn't do anything else. So he's understanding what defenses are doing to him. He's finding teammates. He's getting assists in games like this. So let's not just all rain hellfire and brimstone on Buddy. I think that's a good sign for Buddy going forward. But nevertheless, Buddy didn't get that contract extension to be a facilitator. The man got that contract so he can shoot the thing, you know, put that ball in the basket. So let's just see how this thing all rolls out. So next topic, let's roll on over to Justin James. Everyone's favorite Kings rookie this season. Well, because he's the only Kings rookie who's playing. But whenever Justin plays, it seems like when he gets, you know, a good extended minutes, good things seem to happen. Justin, had, I thought he had a solid game, 14 points. To me, he was one of the highlights for the Kings of the game. In a game where I would say you, I wouldn't have had a lot of um, good things to say about what they what they did, but to me, that was a um, definitely a positive sign. Five of eleven shooting for his fourteen points, three rebounds, two assists, and what I like about Justin is he's keyed in on defense and. The Kings needed need someone to be keyed in on defense and rebound from the guard spot because give it up 119 points with the with the kind of a slower pedestrian offense the Kings play right now is not good enough. And even if you're playing faster, giving up 119 points is not good enough. Can't let opponents shoot 52.3 percent and 45.2 percent from three like the Kings did. And or the Kings in the in that case. You look at it, the Kings give up 15 points and 8 assists to T.J. McConnell off the bench, 13 points, 6 rebounds to Doug McDermott off the bench. So, in terms of production from the bench, I thought Justin did his best to kind of help out, but with De'Aaron still in that minutes restriction and looking more like a guy who had just come back in terms of his numbers, 3-9 shooting, 8 points, and 6, six assists, 5 rebounds. So, it wasn't a horrible line from De'Aaron. Bagley had 17 points and five rebounds off the bench, but to me, there are more guys who are working their way back in, and I just think the way Justin has stayed ready, the way he was ready to jump back in tonight without Trevor Ariza, and I assume that whether or not Bogey is ready to go tomorrow, I don't see why you would play him if his ankle was sore now. I figure if you don't play him tomorrow, 
You can just rest him up for Monday. But I have to assume Justin will get playing time again tomorrow. And to me, that's a good thing. I, I like what I see from Justin out there. I like that he's tuned in defensively. I like that he's not afraid to take shots. I like that he tries to go and dunk on people. He's not playing with fear. And I would I think that's it's a good thing to see him just get some run, get out there, try to make some things happen. Also, we did see we did see a little bit tonight of uh Bagley and Rashawn Holmes playing together. In one of those in one of, in one of those sequences it led to a three from Bagley. So I think you can kind of see after a couple of days of practice, <coughs> excuse me, y'all, but after a couple of days of practice, Kings hadn't played since Tuesday. You do see the Kings somewhat expanding Marvin's role, getting him some more time at the four, playing with Rashawn, and I think eventually that's going to be the role, especially if uh, you're going to get nice from Belly. He started off well, but he ended up, five, you know, he had quick 11 points, but ended up 5 of 15, 1 of 7 from 3. Five rebounds, three assists. And I think if that's going to be, if Belly's going to be up and down eventually, Marvin will replace him in that starting lineup now that he's getting some reps with Rashawn. So if you want to be, you know, glass half full, that's another positive to take to a, in a 14-point loss. So... If you throw Justin James playing well, you did get to see some Bagley and Holmes together tonight. I don't have the uh, final uh, splits of what their numbers look like playing together, but I think you just have to get those reps going now anyway. And what better time than now? You know, with no Ariza, that takes one guy out of the mix. It could be a stretch four. What the hell? Give Marvin those minutes anyway. Let Marvin try to figure this thing out, get better, get going on the court. You know, he's been back for about a week now, so let's just go ahead and keep this thing rolling with Marvin. And we got to figure out if they can play, he can play with Rashawn. And Marvin also played some with Dwayne Dedman. That's right, Dwayne Dedman played tonight. He got five minutes late in the blowout with two points, two rebounds. No, sorry, two for two for four points and two rebounds. You know, the only guy who didn't play at all was Harry Giles, and I just think Harry's going to be buried for a while if you're going to work. If Detman gets some work and you're still working with Marvin and Nemanja, both is getting minutes at that 4-5 spot, I don't see where you find time for Harry. And it's unfortunate for him and his development, but this is the NBA and these type of things happen. So that's another thing to watch. If things kind of, if uh, as Marvin progresses, at, you know, does Dwayne Detman sneak his way back into the rotation at, at any level? Can Harry even get a sniff of the rotation at this point? Because that's two blowouts in the last three. Or I guess if you want to call the uh, Charlotte game a blowout, that would be three blowouts um, in a row, either for or against the Kings, with no appearance from Harry Giles. Harry has not played in a game since November 27th, five minutes in the loss at Philadelphia. He's only appeared in seven games all season. So hey, I mean it's not a, it's just not it's just not things are just not going well. I mean well, I should say going well, but Harry's not getting on the court for things to go well right now. So we'll keep an eye on that as well. As you might have figured out, I'm not exactly I'm not on the trip with the Kings. I'm just monitoring from afar, checking in with people, that type of thing, seeing what's going on. So 
yeah, so that's where we're going to leave that leave that alone and see when we get when Luke gets back. Maybe by time, maybe Harry gets some run against Memphis. Maybe we'll see some more di- some different things. But the priority is clear. The, the priority is getting Marvin rolling again, and whatever it takes to get Marvin going is going to be the priority. All the other stuff is in the background. And I mean, in terms of this game, not much else I can really say about it. I mean, I think Indiana's clearly a better team. They imposed their will early on in this game, whether it be with uh, T.J. Warren with his 23 points, Sabonis with his 15 points and nine rebounds and six assists. I'm telling you, between that first preseason game in India, then this game in Indiana, the Kings don't probably don't want to see this guy again anytime soon. They're probably going to see him one more time in Sacramento, barring injury, but they got to be sick of seeing Sabonis because Sabonis has been kicking their ass <laughs> on two different continents now. So they can't want to – they got to be tired of him. But this is the second game in a row where a bench guard has really gotten going. I don't know. You know, it could be just coincidence, maybe, you know. But Malik Monk hit the Kings for 23-10. and 10. Like I said, this time it was T.J. Warren, 15 points, 8 assists, 3 rebounds. So that second unit, you know, in the backcourt, maybe that's where you start to see the shift where De'Aaron goes into the starting lineup. You can bring Corey Joseph off the bench so he can line up with some of these second-team guards who lately, the last couple of games, have kind of have gotten going against the Kings. So you're going to – that means it will require De'Aaron to take a step to step up and take that uh, defensive um, leadership role with the starters, which, I, which he should want to do anyway. But you got to figure out how to, you know, you can't, you don't want to start this trend that the Kings have had in the past of Joe Random getting his season high just because, well, the Kings are in town. So <laughs> that's been a problem in the past, and you don't want to see that get going with another, you know, right now. So I look for there to be some lineup changes in the next couple of weeks to try to address that. Also to, to address getting Marvin going while also keeping Rashawn Holmes engaged. Oh, yeah, and one other thing before we go. I know I was really hard on uh, Buddy Heald and about what he needed to do. We also need some more from Harrison Barnes. Or do the Kings do? Five points in 26 minutes. He's been struggling with his shot lately as well. So, I mean, a lot of this is, you know, you kind of try to figure out how much is just the transition, getting new guys in. What's going on? Guys are kind of adjusting to each other. But yeah, the last few, you know, last couple of games, you know, Harrison's uh, combined eight of twenty-three in the last two games, and he uh, outside and he had been shooting pretty well for the, you know, for a good stretch. But in his uh, in December, shooting thirty-eight point seven percent. So it might have felt like he was shooting better, but clearly he wasn't. He's had a few games where his shots been off. He's really been struggling from three, really struggling from three. Last three games, he is three of thirteen. He was one of two against Indiana, but you want Harrison shooting more than two threes, probably. He only took six shots in the game. So, and also for Harrison, just like Buddy, no free throws. He's a guy who can get to the line, draw contact. So, you need more guys who can get contact, and. Harrison didn't get the job done in that area tonight. So I think I've covered everything I wanted to cover. I'm not going to ramble on anymore for y'all. Thank you to those of you who on a Friday night 
would take the time to listen to me talk about the Kings and what I see and what I expect and what's going on as opposed to actually enjoying your Friday night. Uh, much thanks to you. Many props to you. Enjoy your fr- enjoy the rest of your Friday. I'll be back tomorrow night after the Kings face the Memphis Grizzlies, which could be the uh, result in the, a 1-3 road trip. Three straight losses if the Kings aren't careful. That that Memphis game is not going to be easy, I predict. I don't think it's going to be an easy game. I think you know, Memphis will come in ready to go. They've put some they've put some scares into some teams lately, but haven't been able to finish the job. And if you're if they're if you're the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, you're looking at the Kings and saying we've been struggling. You know we haven't things haven't gone our way all the time lately. We've had some games that we blew, just like they lost to the, the, the Cavs tonight, one fourteen one oh seven. But they're gonna they're gonna think, hey, the Kings are kind of in our boat. They're not too much. There's not too much difference in the standings in terms of talent or wins, ones, losses. We got to try to get this one. So the Kings better be ready to play, ready to go, and we'll see what happens from there. This is Jason Jones, uh, Instagram, Mr. Jones LBC, Twitter, Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. You all have a good evening. I am about to go sit back, uh, have myself a beverage, and... Just chill. So y'all be easy out there, and I will talk to you soon. And I'm gone.